Hey, it's me back again with another episode. Get this, do this, and get paid. Today, uh, I have my very close friend, Joseph Hughes. He's a marketing trainer, a motivator, and a, a leader in the construction industry. Uh, welcome, Joe. Thanks so much, my man. Great to be here. It's it's always like so interesting to hear how other people you know, describe you, introduce you, label you, because, you know, we we think that we're who we are, but then you, you hear other people, like, describe who you are, and that just, it's, you know, not good or bad, it's just interesting. It's, I'm always thinking about that. Right, right. Uh, well, my opinion uh, of you is, uh, as you know, very high, and uh, I think you're doing a lot to the community, uh, maybe a little bit more than you think you you are doing. Um, obviously doing more than most. And, and then on the top of that, you're actually living it out by, you know, being an example, like what you, what you say you do is what you do regularly. And, uh, not a lot of people in the space can claim that, you know? Yeah. Um, that's integrity, right? Yeah. Be, being who you, who you say you are, um, and when you're out of integrity with that, like you catch yourself right away because you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not eating well, or I'm not, you know, working out, and like you feel like, you feel like you're a, a fraud, right? So that, that accountability kind of drives drives you, which is good, which is why you know guys like you and I are in masterminds and things like that because we, we we thrive on that accountability. Yeah, and uh, and it's so it's so amazing, you know. Like when I join, I tell people that I join these masterminds. All of these masterminds, I'm involved in a lot of them. Right? <laughs> uh, they ask me like, "How do you have time for all that?" I'm like, you know, it's to me, it's not about the time, right? It's about like the accountability, seeing other people what they struggle with and what they are winning. In, and you don't have to be an active participant in this mastermind, but you'd be like, motherfucker, that, like that, why, why is that dude doing better than me? Like we started at the same right here. So it just gives you that little social, uh, social element to, to, to your growth. Right. Uh, oh shit. Joe Joe told me I'm fat. Now I gotta go lose weight. Or, you know, this person, this person's doing this. Now I got it. Right? So just, just those alone, I think it's worth the mission, you know, and the call to me, I think to me, it's just gravy on top. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting way to look at it. Like, cause I run, you know, we run a training program and mastermind and like, I am, I'm a, like, I know that it's an ideal thing that will never hit, but like, I want everyone to be on the calls. I want everyone to be involved, but I know that people get, you know, cause I'm a member of masterminds where I don't show up either. So I get it, you know, but yeah, it's cool. Like one little thing, like last night in our, in our group chat in, in my mastermind that I run the arena, we're talking about snoring and, you know, one of the guys recommended, uh, the tape you put over your mouth, the hostage tape. So that's, that's a tiny thing. Like if that, that can improve someone's sleep, like that can change your life. Like just that little thing. Right. So it's up to us individuals to take action on those things right so like you, you know you're you're someone and i'm someone no matter what book we read or no matter what event we go to or mastermind we join like we are 100 going to get value out of it as long as we take action you know and right. i don't think enough people take ownership of like hey it's on me to get the roi like i'm not depending on you to get me my roi you know right and then um uh... You know, it's a uh, the the action piece is uh is so crucial is self development, and uh you know we I've been trying to like hypnotize myself of just doing doing more stuff every day to improve myself uh, and to not have wasted uh, time and wasted productivity in be in between the work hour. Right. And uh, so uh, we, I talk a little bit about that on uh, on one of my podcasts. But what's, what, what is your take on uh, being decisive and not, you know, not just thinking too much about what to do? Yeah. My thought on being decisive is that it's a learned skill. It's a skill that we develop. And I think there are people that are high, highly decisive 
So if you follow the disc profile, for example, if you're high D, you're very decisive, you make a decision, you move on, no looking back. Um, I'm not high D naturally. I'm high S, I'm structure, I'm stable, I'm systematic, like that's me. So I've uh, I've learned to be a better decision maker by, guess what? Getting around people who are better at making decisions. And and that comes with experience. Um, so there's people on a leadership team that are be- that are that are high D. They make decisions and move on, and uh, so that's something that I've learned to develop. Right. So we just need to understand. You know, we can't waste a lot of time because so many times, especially in entrepreneurship, we do not have all the information, and we will never have all the information that we need to make a decision. So we just got to make a decision and move on. And we got to make a decision with the best information that we have available at that time. And we make a decision and guess what? If it's the wrong one, then we can make another decision to pivot or to correct it, whatever that might be. So we're always like making decisions on like where we're at in this point in time and we make the best possible decision. We might not know if it's going to turn out well or not, but we got to be able to you know be able to try. Um, so that's something that I enjoy doing. And that's something that's been a learned skill in business. And that translates into other areas of life and it just helps to be decisive. And, uh, it's like, hey, this we're gonna we're gonna make this decision and move on, whether it's a vacation or you know a kid's soccer team or whatever. Um, we can't go back and forth because that's just like, it's wasted energy, right? And uh, we don't have unlimited time, energy, and attention. So that's the way I look at it. I'm always developing that decision making skill and like, what's our, you know, not to get too geeky, but like, what's our process? What's our SOP for how we make decisions about this? Uh, I think that's really cool and healthy to talk about as as a team and business as well. Yeah, so I, I want to expand on that a little bit. And I have, uh, you know, I call this mental model when I'm unsure of, uh, of what to do. So uh, I, I, I have two mental models that uh, help me in decision making. And uh, number one is come from uh, your truly, Zeb Bezos. You know, he's... Uh, of course, own Amazon and he makes decisions that impact the next decade, right? So he say that uh, there's two type of decision and there's a two door decision which you can go in and out. Like if you make a mistake, you can course correct and it'll, it'll fix itself, right? Uh, and uh, that's like 85 to 90% of the decision. And that's just 10 to 15% decision, that one way decision. Once you make it, there ain't no going back. Like these, like marriage, divorce, uh, maybe changing career, you, you know, uh, so, some of these decisions that need a little bit more careful thought out. But he said that the, the other decision, you should just make as many decisions as possible because over time, you win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. But the velocity of decision, it'll mm-hmm. It'll even itself out and you will win more than you lose and you will retain more information because if you take action, it's personal to you. You learn through experience and you will learn quicker than any theory in the book, any plan or any any advice that you can get because it's, it's personal. Pain is personal to you and you got to go through that pain. That's why it's the best teacher. So that's one mental model that I go through. And uh, the second mental model that I I use is called a theory of constraint to to figure out what is the priority right now. So within mm-hmm. within life and within business, the same we have like a choke chokehold somewhere, whether that's sales production. You know, you always got to jump back and forth, but you should focus all your resources in opening up that constraint and then that will move the constraint to somewhere else and then you move all your resources over there so it's like a chase but if you don't do that you spend a little bit of time on the bottleneck a little bit time here a little bit time there a little bit time there you know you ended up wasting a lot of time so so that's the two mental model that uh, that i follow a lot because Obviously, I I don't know that much, but I know that much. <laughs> Dude, I love that mental. I'm learning. That's great. I love that. Uh, 
the theory of constraints. Yeah, I've learned that from uh, Taylor Welch. He's an entrepreneur. Love to follow him. And like one of the things he talks about is like, okay, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, or whatever. If you're an employee and you can only, you know, pretend that you have this, something happens in your life where you can only work 10 hours in a week, 10 hours every week, or something happens today where, you know, right now it's 1230 Eastern. Hey, uh, my wife calls me. It's like, Hey, we got to at two o'clock, we got to get the car and go to this thing. Okay. So I have 90 minutes of things to get done by the end of, you know, today. So what's going to, what's most important in that 90 minutes, or if I can only work 10 hours a week, like what am I going to work on? And so that kind of helps you identify those priorities. So I love that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, one of the ones we use here a lot. I got it from Derek Sivers. He's an author. He's uh, an entrepreneur, but he's not really uh, very, I guess, uh, he doesn't put himself out there on social media much, I don't think at all. But his was, uh, and I think others have used this as well, that a heck yes or no, or hell yes or no. And so if it's, you know, your decision, it's like, hey, do we go to this event? Or, you know, do I partner up with this guy? Or do I, you know, try this new business venture, take on this new job? It's either a hell yes, like, oh yeah, we're all in. Or and if it's not, it's just a no, right? If it's if you're back and forth on it, if you're like, eh, I don't know, it's a no. If it's anything but hell yeah, like I'm all in. This gives me energy. Like I feel I'm tingling inside. I'm so excited. If it's not that, it's a no. And that's something we use as a team all the time. I love that one. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, um, my my thing uh, my whole thing about building a team is and I'm, I'm i still struggle with this is the to give them enough tool to make decision on their own because to be honest i i don't want to be on the job site all the time yeah. i want to go all the time i don't want to be micromanaging people all the time because when i was working as a business uh, development uh, executive i don't want anybody to look over my shoulder and most a player they don't Mm-hmm. Uh, most a player just hey give me a set of tasks and give me the goal for this and i'll get it done and just build a team around me you know uh and uh and me i i catch myself sometimes too it's like you know maybe i should look over there to see if they're doing okay you know and then you know i ended up wasting 15 hours on the job site you know <laughs> yeah yeah we uh i i i love that my favorite one of my favorite phrases is it's your call, right? So it's like someone on your team comes to you with a question. Hey, should we do this? Should we do that? Whatever. I might, I might have a really strong opinion and I might like know the answer. If there is a black and white answer, usually there's not a black and white answer, right? It's just gray. But even if I, if, even if I know that answer, like our, our tendency is to answer because we feel valuable when we're able to give an answer, right? Um, but you're, then you're holding back that person from being a decision maker. So we had this just last night, you know, Elizabeth, uh, she's, you know, right now doing sales, uh, she's our integrator COO, but doing sales for our company. And there's this prospective client who's kind of like, he really wants to be a client, but he's not, he's kind of borderline if he's like an ideal fit or not. And she's like in Slack, she's like, what do you think? What do you, you know, what do you guys think? And, uh, and ultimately, I'm like, hey, it's, it's up to you, you know, whatever you want, right? So that empowers her to be a decision maker, to be a leader. And then next time, she's not even coming to me. She's just going to make that decision on her own. And I think so many owners, like, they get in their own way and they they become the bottleneck because they are the bottleneck, right? Like, if you don't want to be the bottleneck, then don't be the bottleneck and let other people make the decision, right? So I trust her to make the decision and there is no right or wrong answer. Like I, I don't. Why do I have the right answer? I don't. So, it's fun. It's fun when you can empower others to be decision makers. Right, and uh, that's uh, that's been the goal of mine ever since I started business. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about uh, about what you do. What's what specifically do you do uh, at uh, Contractor Dynamic? Just like uh, give a little back background on that. I mean, besides sitting here in my nice chair and just you know do podcasts. yeah this is the fun stuff man i mean it's all fun right so yeah we started contractor dynamics 11 years ago um which sounds like a thousand years in in our modern fast-paced world right we're a marketing training company marketing education company 
and we focus specifically on the roofing industry. Uh, although, you know, we put out a, a lot of content that can be helpful to anyone really. Uh, our, our training program is, is we is focused on the roofing industry. So we equip roofing companies with the tools to transform and grow. We train them on how to do their own marketing. Um, so, you know, the problem that we solve is that most roofing companies do not have a system, do not have a, a method, do not have a mental model, if you will, to, to generate customers and build their brand and put out content. So we educate and train them hands-on training on how to do that. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, that's uh, that's Mike perfect sand, which is uh, will segue into a very hot topic right now. Is uh, marketing uh, mm-hmm. or the construction industry in general? I I think uh, I think uh, you know there's money in the the niches, right? Which is where why you niche down to a roofing industry because you guys can talk same lingo, you know, go to the same conference and uh, it'll be more targeted. But I think that what you do works in any construction industry uh in the construction company this is why i want to bring you on here and talk a little bit more about uh uh marketing and why it's important um to build your own brand uh and be the voice in the community man how much time do we have i can go over like six hours on this you know Uh, (laughs) yeah i mean look just think about how you make your buying decisions, okay? When, especially if it's something expensive, like a roof or a deck or a remodel, like tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars, okay? If it's a repair, you're talking, you know, a few thousand bucks minimum. So we're not talking about buying a coffee mug or buying a hoodie. We're talking about like a pretty significant purchase where you have other options on where you can deploy that money, right? So think about how you make purchasing decisions. You don't just like scroll through Facebook or Instagram or Google and you see a single ad from Deck Bros or Contractor Dynamics. Like, oh, that looks good. I'm going to put in my info and then they're going to contact me. We're going to have an appointment and I'm going to give them, you know, $30,000 for my new deck. Like maybe that happens to Luan the Don because you're the Don, but like that's not how we make buying decisions, right? We make buying decisions we we purchase products and services from companies and people you know where we're familiar with their brand we feel comfortable with their brand and if you think as an audience like listening to this or watching this if you think that brand does not matter take a look down at what you're wearing right now right i'm i'm guessing you're not wearing you know the cheapest sneakers or clothes that that you could buy right i'm guessing you have on right now i have adidas sneakers on I have Bury pants on, the hoodie, I don't know, whatever. But right, I'm wearing brands right now because I have trust in those brands. They look good, they feel good, they continue to look good two years later, even after I washed them a thousand times. The sneakers are comfortable, right? Like those are brand promises. So, you know, what is your what is your brand promise? Like people, your ideal customer, you know, for you, Luan, or me, or so for someone listening or watching. Your ideal customer is not that person that they are looking for the cheapest price. Of course, price is always an option, right? Like a factor, right? It might be the third or fourth factor, but it's not like the one, two or three factor. So um, that's why brand is so important. Like what is the brand promise? That's the value that people are going to pay, you know, above and beyond the cheapest guy, right? So Luan, like you're not building the cheapest decks out there. The other guys in your market, they're producing cheaper decks, but like from your brand, you're providing that value. You're letting people know that they can count on you. They can get their deck fast. It's going to be quality. They're going to have a good warranty. They're going to have good customer service. And they're going to enjoy the whole process because you and your team are cool people to work with. And so in order to build that know, like, and trust in our market and attract those top quality prospects that aren't just looking for price, we need to show them value. And we don't do that through stupid stock photos or you know generic websites or anything like that. We do that by showing who we are, showing our projects, showing our team, showing our customers, our showing our reviews and video testimonials. And we get people to see like, oh, these guys aren't just another deck company. They're not just another marketing company. They're not just another roofing company. These guys have value to offer beyond just, you know, a cheap price. And so we have to communicate to that, our, to that 
I'm going too fast here. I'm trying to pack it all in. We have to communicate that uh, to our market consistently because it's a noisy world out there. Like we are hit with thousands of messages every single day on this thing, right? And all over our world. So we have to constantly be out there telling our story, reminding people of who we are, reminding people of the quality that we provide, the value that we we provide, getting people to see us in a positive way. Um, there's so much that goes into branding there. And like you kind of asked the question, like why did why do companies need to like focus on that? You know, seven, eight years ago, as a contracting company, I could just pay a marketing company to like make my phone ring, right? And that worked really well. Nowadays, we're in 2024. There's a lot of noise out there. Like trying to buy your way out of your marketing problem does not work. Like we need to take control over that and tell our story because no marketing company cares more about your company than you do, right? I'm not saying that as a contracting company, you have to do all of your marketing. Like Luan, like you do some of it, but you also engage with some some experts, you know, to help you out, Google Ads and things like that, right? But you understand how it works. You can direct those people that are helping you, but you're not just blindly outsourcing your marketing and saying, no, I do decks. I don't do marketing. I just want to pay this company to do my marketing. No, you're like, I do decks, but we're also a marketing company as a deck building company. We have to show our, you know, show off our projects. We have to share our content. And yeah, we'll hire this guy to help us out with the technical aspects, but I know how to work with that guy and hold them accountable and work collaboratively with those marketing companies. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of a rant. I'll come up for air now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. But like, like we've like you, you're a media company, like you're a roofing company, a deck company. You've got to be creating content and media moving forward, or else you are going to continue to get price shopped and continue to get beat up on price. You're going to continue to lose out on jobs to the guys that are embracing technology and marketing and media. Wow, uh, that's that's if, if if you don't start building a brand right now, I I I don't know when you're gonna start. Um, <laughs> And uh, I'll tell you the difference between when I first started and now. When I first started, it's like prying teeth for people to buy. And, you know, sometimes I have to discount price because that's the only thing that I have right then. You know, I don't have a, I don't have a reputation. I don't have anything. I have my mouth and I have my, you know, integrity. I have me to put on the line, but I don't have you know, any experience. So at, at, at first day it was, it was hard, you know, but now it's like the deals come to me. Mm. I, I don't even have to try because, you know, we at, I'm getting referrals. I'm getting, uh, uh, I'm getting hot leads. I'm getting repeats, uh, because my names are being talked about on social media without that's not not me talking about it. That's all the people talking about it. So mm-hmm. brand you that uh, what I call pricing power. You know you lose some client, but you you net enough of them to to be uh, you know profitable, and you don't have to spend that much time on marketing because that much money. I mean on marketing because you don't need that pay channel anymore because your name is. You are weaponizing word of mouth now, you know, um, and uh, reviews, uh, the more reviews, the better, right? And the more good reviews, the better, because it tell a story and it tell a promise that, uh, so it, it's the way I think about it is uh, product, marketing, and sales. So you got to have a good product because you can't market a shit product and you got to have marketing and sales to be sales is just order taking, you know, because when you have these a good product and good marketing, uh, people would just buy. Yeah. That's my that's my theory anyway, because I hate sales. I don't like sales. So I try to do the branding correctly, do the client experience correctly, do the referral game correctly, do the marketing correctly, get in front of many people as possible so that I don't have to be the seller. When I go to these appointments and I'm the buyer because I, I can pick and choose. I don't have to beg for business per se. Dude. And you're only a few years in, man. Like you put in the work. That's something that I think a lot of, like probably every service business aspires to where you can pick and choose. You don't have to beg. You don't have to discount. Yeah, sure. At the beginning we do whatever we need to do. Right. But like as soon as possible, we need to graduate from that. 
And uh, I totally agree. Like with the sales thing, I don't want to try to convince someone that they should do what we offer. You know, uh, I maybe it's like I don't have the energy for that anymore. And so I'd rather do the marketing to get people to call us and be like, I heard you guys were the ones to talk to. I heard, you know, like the the thing last night where that that guy is not an ideal prospect because he's a little small. Uh, he's just kind of starting out, um, but he's super eager and like this isn't normal. I don't want to paint the picture that people like begging us to like become a client of ours. That is not, maybe someday we'll get there. But this guy was like, yeah, yeah I really want to be a client. And Elizabeth's like, I'm not sure if you're ready. And like, that's where you want to be. Right. And I have, I've never heard of this guy. I don't know where he came from, um, but it's the power of the brand. And uh, you know, he's not asking for a discount. Like we don't give discounts and things like that. So you talk about like purchasing power, or whatever uh, money power, whatever you talked about, where my mind goes is like your brand and marketing enables you to make more profit, right? Because you get people coming to you. They're not shopping you around as much. Yeah, sure. Some people are always going to shop around and get three estimates. Fine. But you get a lot of people who are like, hey, I want to work with you. When can we start? Right. I'm sure that happens all the time with you. Right. They're not even talking to the other guys. And then guess what? It's not like you're going to gouge them, but you're going to quote your price that has a healthy profit margin. You're not going to get beat up. They're not going to negotiate as much. You're going to make more profit. You're going to be able to reinvest back in your business, hire more people. And as an owner, you can delegate and elevate yourself to where you're not in the grind. And I'm not saying that marketing solves all the problems in a business, right? Talk about your products and uh, being great. You have to have that great product and client experience. But man, when you nail that and you're making that profit margin that you want because you get people coming to you, then you as an owner, like your life literally changes because you're able to hire people to run the business. And then you can, you can become that leader and become that business owner. Let's face it. Most business owners are not business owners. They're self-employed. That goes back to Robert Kiyosaki, right? And so we need to elevate into being a true business owner where we're leading our team. Uh, and brand and marketing, man, has a huge role in that. Um, I guess, uh, you know, it's a, I, I feel blessed that uh, I learned this skill, you know, over the course of my life, like marketing and branding just doesn't just come naturally to anybody. No, it's like, like now I talk about it easily, but it's like, it started when I was a little kid. Like, how do you fit in? You brand yourself, how you get people to like you, you brand yourself, right? Uh, just the same thing when I was working in a casino or deliver paper out. And you have to let people know who the fuck you are. Like, like that's the personal brand, business brand to me is all the same, right? It's, yeah. It's all the same. It's like you can brand in, you can brand out of uh, up, the up, up face of the company. But uh, the reality is if you're scared of putting yourself out there, just, man, this not a business for you. Right. Like you have to put your company out there and then don't be afraid of those bad reviews. It'll just make you do better because now everything's out in the open. Everything's right. out in the public. You know, it's create a sense of accountability that you need to to run a good business. Cause uh if you run a good business, I mean the bar, I I don't say this I, as a this to the construction industry, but the bar here is so low. Oh it's yeah. quite a bad the past industry that I'm in, I mean, you don't pick up the phone, you're dead in the world. You don't show up, you know, you don't call this person within two minutes, they're gone. Like, it's a very cutthroat industry. And over here, like, people just don't pick up their phone. I mean, like, like what is that? You know, like, you've been yeah. in the game longer than I am. What, what, why do you think that is? I, dude, it's always... It's always been like that. It might always be like that. I love, uh, I love guys like you. I mean, I love you for many reasons, but like who come from outside the construction industry into this industry, um, we have a lot of those. Yeah, I call them like the white collar business owners, right? Because they come from some other industry and they apply like common sense stuff from like the outside the construction industry, bring it into construction, and you know, not everyone, but for the most part. They excel really well and pretty quickly too. Um, it, I mean, it's it's just it's simple. It's simple stuff. And I guess there's. I, I think it's a lot of like. I guess sometimes it's ego, man. It's like, you know, 
as a contractor, you think that that your your prospects need you more than you need them. And, you know, maybe during COVID, that was a case where it was like an insanely inflated market for contractors and exterior contractors specifically, like that big bubble. But man, like, don't ever have that attitude that your clients are lucky to like work with you. Like we have a, we have a great brand that I'm very grateful for that we've, we worked really hard to build and like we bring on new client and like, I'm so grateful for that. Like they put our trust in us, like they put our money into us and like uh, it's, it's a, it's a mutual thing. Like, yes, they're fortunate to be able to work with us and we're fortunate to work with them. So I think a lot of it comes down to ego um, and thinking you're too good or thinking that you are, invincible um you're not and uh there's you know especially now like there's a lot of you know private equity there's a lot of like white collar people coming into the blue collar industry with technology and marketing and and shaking things up and i think it's it's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of people um i'm not a fear monger but that's just that's reality man we see it all the time um especially with a lot of our younger clients you know like like you and like, you know, a lot like my boys, the Braga brothers. And like, I was just out and dude, I was out in Long Island, New York this week. And I was speaking at a couple of events up there for GAF. It's like old school contractor territory, man. Crazy old. It was like time traveling. I don't know why. Cause it's New York. It's like, you know, an hour outside, two hours outside New York city. But we have a couple of clients up there that are, and I'm not taking credit for this, like they're younger guys, they embrace technology, they hire coaches, they do marketing. Those guys are like crushing it. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're just, that's what the consumer wants, right? They don't want to deal with the old school contractor. We had a plumber come to our house last Saturday. I It was all text message. Like, I don't mind talking to people. I do it for a living, but like, it was all text. I texted the plumber, text me back, appointment, blah, 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 the whole deal. I didn't pick up the phone at all. Like, that's what oh. people want. Oh. You know? Wow. Wow. This is so, I mean, this is the future of uh, of, uh, of construction, right? Uh, industry. We are behind on tech uh, integration. Yeah. We're behind on customer service integration. We be high on sales integration. We be high on marketing integration, uh, and uh, we've been playing on the needs. You know, like oh, people need us. Go yeah. out. You know, there's there's no record of anything. We don't take down. You know, everything's still done with pen and paper. Sometimes, you know, when people handling lead, um, you know, so there's all this stuff that you know people can bolt on. You know, uh, and and one of the thing that. Uh, that I recommend all the construction uh, people it just pick up the phone as soon, man the phone <laughs> and man the lead. Yeah. Man the phone and man the lead. We have, uh, as you know, we have a system that if the lead handler forget to call somebody or send a text and an email out for like seven days straight, just to make sure we don't lose that lead because of some yeah. human. You know, that's so important and, 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 you know, that put the center accountability on like, Hey, lead flow is the lifeblood of the business. It's life. And like, I treat all the leads like the Bible, man. You know, I'm not going to waste the opportunity that God had given me, you know, because people call me for them to put in the information, upload picture, or maybe don't upload the picture, click submit or pick up the phone and call. I would be so blessed because there's like 35 deck builder out there. They call me. Yeah. You know, I I'm a service that uh, that that client right away. And sometimes that's that's all it takes. Be the first one. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> like, like you don't even need how to sell or nothing. Just be the first one. Yeah, you know? uh, and that's that's crazy uh, that uh, it's that it's really that easy, guys, because you guys already know how to do the the stuff, right? Know how to put the roof on and all that. Yeah. All that stuff, like you already know how to do it. Put 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 focus in your time over there. Go learn the stuff that you don't know how to do. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Right. If, if you have a good product and good client experience and good service, and you know that you're going to like, like you are, you are confident in your deck bros decks. Like I'm confident in the product that we offer. Right. So part of my motivation to, to respond to people right away and to do a thorough job and just letting them know what we do and trying to, you know, make sure that we get the right clients in is that I don't want a great, good person, business owner to go work with some other company where they might get taken advantage of. They might not get a great product just because they don't know, right? I at least want the chance to educate and talk. And same with you. And same with like if you're if you're a roofer and you know that you do everything well and you know that you're not cutting corners and you know that you're providing a great product and a great service, that should be motivating as hell to you to get back to that person so that they don't go to Chuck and get taken advantage of. Um, that's a big motivating factor for me because I get the DMs every day from roofing company owners who are like, hey man, like uh, I tried this other thing. I wasted eight grand. I wasted 60 grand. I did that. And I'm like, oh, I, I wish I, I wish I got to, I wish I got to know you last year, you know? Um, so if you're that confident in your product, which you should be, it's like, man, that's a motivating thing for me. Um, not that I am scared to lose business, but it's like, I want to make sure that people like good people don't <clears throat> go with bad companies because there are plenty of them out there. Yeah. And, uh, in your space, man, it's, it's kind of like a wild, wild west, right? Because yeah, you know, in a sense, the function of marketing is, you know, get leads and then leads is live blood to the business. And you don't know how to do that. You always depending on somebody else to generate the lead. Uh, so my suggestion for everybody, yeah, you should know how to, how to generate business on your own. Right. Like, like that's, that, that should be like, with, without all the technical aspect, you should know how to like funnel people in and get the deal. Yeah. I can, yeah, like, I can hear, I can hear the objections right now from the audience, even though it's only me and you here. <laughs> like, oh, you don't understand. My business is different. You don't understand how busy I am. You don't understand. I'm doing everything. I'm wearing all the hats. Guess what? Luan has figured it out. I figured it out. There are thousands, tens of hundreds of thousands of contractors who have figured it out. Guess what? You got to just, you got to just got to figure it out. And that's what entrepreneurs do. They just figure things out. Um, spend the time, stay up late, wake up early, do weekends, like learn marketing, spend, you know, Gary V talks about it, spend 30 hours to learn about how marketing works, spend 10 hours to figure out, learn about AI. Uh, spend 20 hours to learn how your CRM works. Everyone's complaining about, oh, CRM sucks, CRM sucks. How much time have you invested into learning your own CRM? Because once you learn that, you understand how many holes are in your pipeline and how much money you're missing out on, how many opportunities you're missing out on. So like, we just have to figure it out. It is figure outable. There are people that have already figured it out that are you know smarter than you, dumber than you, um, so it's figure outable. We just need to get out of our own way, stop making excuses and like invest the time into learning about, about different aspects of our business, whether it's marketing, finance, sales, whatever we need. So we need, it's our responsibility as business owners, um, to, to learn about these things and to, to make the time. Oh man, that's, uh, <sighs> oh, I, I hear a lot of, uh, objection. I, oh, but. But I don't have the time. I'm too busy. This yeah. and that. Like, well, show me your schedule. Yeah. I the time for you. You know, but, uh, oh, you know, it's it's all, you know, nobody want to show me your, their schedule. Nobody want to show me their finances. You know, because yeah. those, those two things tell me exactly where you're at in business and in life. Right? Uh, like, my schedule, I... I'm busy 24 seven. I'm not saying I'm busy all the time, but like, there's always shit to do. Yeah. And, uh, and you just gotta figure out, Hey, what's going to move the needle? Probably not swing the hammer, probably get, getting two sales. That's going to move the needle. Uh, 
marketing, that's probably going to move the needle. Branding, probably a long-term play, but that's going to move the needle for you someday. Uh, personal development, that's going to move everything, right? Uh, so, so let's 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 take a let's take a detour here a little bit and uh, and talk a little bit about the mind, the mindset of being an entrepreneur. Wow! All right, um, yeah, it's hard. Uh, I just I just got had the opportunity today this morning to speak uh, at Career Day at my high school where I went to high school. Uh, I, I love that school. Um, it was, it was an honor. And so that's what I went through. I, I just kind of said like, Hey, if, if maybe someday you want to start your own business, um, maybe you don't, or you just, you want to have a great career. You want to be a professional athlete or collegiate athlete. Like it's going to be, it's harder than, than anyone's going to tell you. And so I kind of went through the, the pluses and minuses and things like that. And the mindset, the mindset's huge. And I think if you don't maybe have a lot of experience in business, maybe you don't understand that. Cause like, you don't understand. I just need to make money. Yeah. But it all comes down. It all comes down to mindset. Again, it's a skill that we develop and guys like Luan and I are, are working on our mindset like every day by reading, by going to events, by, you know, this podcast interview, like, you know, learning from one another inside masterminds. And, uh, I mean, it goes as far back as Plato and Socrates, like when I remembers reading those guys back in high school, uh, Plato talks a lot about about belief. Like we are never going to, uh, you know, be able to be or do or have anything uh, that we don't believe that we that we are worthy of, and uh, that's that's so true. Um, you got to be resilient. Um, life is not linear. Things do not go the way that they are planned. That we plan them out to be. Our our days don't go like that. Our businesses don't go like that. We have to be resilient. We have to learn to adapt. We have to learn to pivot. We have to learn to, you know, take lessons from things that don't go our way. Uh, we have to learn to control our emotions. Um, we have to be vulnerable. And for t- for too many years, I I thought as a business owner that I had to have everything figured out and then like delegate it or teach it to our team. And it's only been in the last couple of years, man. I've been doing this for a while that I've really just like I've kind of surrendered to the fact that like, hey. I don't know this aspect of the business or I hate this aspect of the business or I feel really insecure about my lack of knowledge about this area of the business. You can you guys help me? And like like you just got to put your ego aside and um like that's a big mindset thing I've just learned recently. Um man, there's so much to unpack there. Um yeah, there's just a few nuggets that I have right off the bat. Wow, wow. Uh the the ego thing is big, man, because, uh, you know, I, uh, I find myself, uh, you know, trying to, trying to figure my system for the business. This, this gotta be my way over here, my way over there. Uh, but, uh, the, the moment I release control, I'm like, you know what, fuck it. Do this is what I want. This is the priority. And if you can do these couple of things, I don't care how you get it done. Just make sure you write it down. And do it the same at a time, you know, because I'm I'm not the one who do it. I don't care how it get done. If you wanna, you know, pull the material first. If you wanna wait to order, uh, you know, I don't. I could. I, I don't care. Yeah, I, I have all this shit that I need to care about. I gotta make sure that I have enough job for five crew. I gotta make sure that all the bills are paid. I gotta make sure that you know. I'm not cash flow negative, you know. I gotta make sure that the business run. I gotta make sure that my kids are well fed, you know. That's the so that's going that like, like you know, the business will eat you up if you let it. Yeah, it's not. It'll it'll take everything you have. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, it's stressful, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of self doubt. Um, that's why mindset, like working on your mindset, your personal development, uh, your daily disciplines, like that stuff is, it's necessary because entrepreneurship is, is hard and it's supposed to be hard. And I think a lot of times we, we, you know, encounter something that might be a a difficult situation or bad day, like, oh man, it's really hard. And I remind myself, like, I feel like a victim for like a split second and I catch myself. I'm like, Hey, 
I had an easy career. I left that to start out on my own. I knew it was going to be hard. I expected it. Well, here we are. Let's go. You know? Yeah. Let's overcome it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so the, 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 the daily discipline, which is, uh, so underrated and, uh, and, uh, I find myself when I fell off the wagon, I'm like, uh, why did I stop? You know, like, cause if you stop for a few days or where you travel and you, you just got one and then two days turn into three days. And now, now everything's spiraling out of control. You're playing catch up like fuck. <laughs> and then to get back on the routine, it's going to take a few days. And so now you just waste a whole week, uh, you know, counting productivity wise. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, daily discipline's huge. Um, but at the same time, you know, have grace with yourself. If you, if you mess up, that's in the past and you don't have to wait till January 1st to start a new resolution. You can start on February 3rd. You can start on June 16th. Like every day is a day to start fresh. It doesn't matter what happened, you know, the day before, uh, I was traveling this week and had some early mornings and kind of latish nights. And yeah, I worked out one of the days. The other day I didn't work out uh, because I, I chose to uh, not wake up an hour earlier and, you know, whatever. So I wasn't super ha happy about that. I wasn't super proud about that. But I got home and just right back into it, hit it hard. Um, you know, this morning I usually work out at six at the gym and I had an early morning uh, meeting this morning. And so I, I worked out at five instead. I, I set my alarm for an hour earlier and I didn't get as much sleep, but you know, maybe I'll catch up tomorrow, you know, but, uh, you got to understand what works for you. You know, there's different morning routines and different daily habits. You got to figure out, you know, try a bunch of different things and figure out like what helps you to get mentally dialed into where you're at your best. You know, um, some days that might be getting more sleep. Some days that might be, waking up early and sacrificing sleep and working out. Uh, you got to figure out that formula that, that works for you. Um, not by reading about it, a book, not by listening to me, by taking action on it. Like Juan talked about before, take action and then you'll figure it out from there. Yeah, man. Um, there's, uh, there's people that I see at every, every single convention. Oh, yes. Uh, and it's still, still doing the same, still yeah. struggling with the same thing, still doing the same shit. And I'm not saying it to diss anybody, but like, why even go, bro? Yeah. Why go brother and sister when you're not going to do anything? I bet you if they take the workbook out and just do them notes before you go to another convention, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. To to me, like, like I, 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 I pay for convention mastermind because I, I don't want to waste time on, you know, going down the wrong path. And I, I make sure that my action reflect those, uh, those, the commitment that I made, uh, to the business and to my personal life and stuff. So, uh, in the ROI sense, like the, 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 the. The longer I waste, I, I waste both. I waste money, which money can be made later on. Doesn't matter. I don't care. But the most important thing, I waste time. Mm. Can't buy back time. No. You know, and that's the thing that called time value of money, opportunity cost, you know, the, the cost of indecision. Like all those things are real. They're not like there's, there's a, hidden costs that nobody look at it you know if you stay at one or two million dollars for three years when you could be at your best at five million dollars remove yourself from the business how much time did you waste and how much money did you miss out yeah yeah conventions events uh like i feel strongly about that i think they're a form of procrastination for most people right because it's like you're you're kind of putting you're kind of putting your your success in the hands of like this event. Oh, I'm going to go to this event. I'm going to learn everything I need to know. And then I'll start implementing. Well, then the next event comes around. Oh, I'm going to go to that one. 
and like you're just procrastinating on the work that you know you need to do, right? Because uh, you're you're saying no, I don't have the answers yet. The answers are in that next event I'm going to go to. No, they're not. You have the answers. You know what you need to do. And going to that conference is a form of procrastinating on the hard work that you know you need to do. So yeah, like I go to you know we go to a lot of events. I'm going to Vegas next week for International Roofing Expo IRE. Um, you know, and like some of our clients will ask, like, hey, you think it's worth going? And I just say, no, like, probably not. Like, what what do you need to know? Like, what what gaps do you have in your knowledge and your business? You know, figure out like what what you might be seeking by going to that conference and like go there and learn that thing. Or can you learn that thing by, I don't know, having a phone call with me or someone else or you know, watching a video or reading a book and applying the stuff that is in the book or the YouTube video. Um, yeah, it's just people don't think about that. It's, uh, it, it, yeah, it's sad, right? It's sad. Um, and like you and I have families, dude. Like I am going to Vegas next week for two nights, you know, three days, two nights. I'm leaving my family. It's an inconvenience for my family because the kids are in sports. My wife's running around like crazy, um, you know, driving the kids to sports and all that. I'm not going out there to fuck around. Like, I don't even drink when I go on vacation. Like, or not vacation. Sorry. It is work. I promise it's work. I don't even drink when I go to these things because I am freaking dot. I'm like, dude, if I'm going to be away, yeah, spending a few grand, whatever. Like you said, you make that up. I'm going to be away for three days. I'm going to go cross country. I'm going to throw my, my routine, my circadian rhythm off. It's going to take me time to recover physically afterwards because of the time zone. As you get older, the time zone messes with you more. I hate it. Like, I'm going to make the best out of that. I'm going to be intentional with every single minute that I have. And like, people don't approach it that way. Like, people are just kind of floating around. And you mentioned something, Luan, a few minutes ago. You probably don't even realize you mentioned it. Like, you know what you want. And like, most people don't realize what they, they don't understand. They don't do the work to figure out what they want. And so when you don't know what you want, you're not clear on that. Anything looks like a good idea. Any convention, any prospect, any book. Mm. Like, I love reading books. And you might, Luan, you might be like, yo, Joe, you need to read this book. It's the best book ever. And I, I like you and I trust you, but I'll look at it and be like, all right, well, what's this book about? Is it something that I need in my personal life or my business right now? If not, then I'm not going to buy it, you know? So anyway, that's a rant too. Uh, to be honest with you, man, I haven't completed a book. Oh, wow. I, I read about cool. 10 pages. I'm like, it's the Man same. Respect. It's the same bullshit. Same bullshit. You know, it's, I'm not saying it's the wrong information, but it's the information I already know. Yeah. No, uh, and and if really, if you distill business down, it's get best, do best, get paid. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Don't complicate it, you know, and the mindset is don't give up. It's just, you know, if you don't give up, then you're not going to lose. Yeah. So, so to me, it's simple, right? Don't give up. Keep learning and make quick decision and get business, do business, get paid. And and those are the things that I'm going to focus on because those are the fundamental. And and every once in a while, I might try to get cute. I might try to go implement this in slowly. But the fundamental speed is that's what I'm going to focus on. Yeah. There's nothing special. There's no secret sauce. It's just implementing the philosophy of speed and client experience. And it's the same in personal life to live out my core value. So, yeah. And I made a comment the other day, and I think you said you shot a video on it. I was like, dude, I like, I admire you. And I learned from you, Luan, because you don't overthink things. You, you, you know, you keep it simple and you take action and, uh, you don't over, you don't overcomplicate things like to your, you know, the sign behind you, right? It's so true. Um, you put yourself out there, you get on video, you try it out, like don't overcomplicate it. And too many people do. Um, I do, I do for sure. I overthink things all the time, you know? And I look at a lot of, you know, guys like you and a lot of other people that are very successful. I'm like, man, what are they, 
you know, what are they doing? Or maybe I see guys that are like, you know, maybe further along where I want to be and, and not, not you, but like some other people, I'm like, they don't really seem that smart. And like, not that I'm that smart, but like, yeah, they just don't overthink it. They just do it. You know, <laughs> like that's what it takes. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, it's, uh, so uh, I want to leave it on the last note here because I know we're both busy in the video visual, but, uh, it's, is is perspective too right the thing i have that maybe not anybody else have because i'm an immigrant i see what life cannot be i mm. see what life could not be if you are oppressed over there and i see when the level playing field is not fair and to have an opportunity right here is already a blessing for me so i'm not gonna cry I'm going to go figure the shit out. And even if I fail, fuck, bankruptcy law, food stamp. I mean, we're the biggest socialist country in the world. Yeah. Like, like the communists don't give the shit away, bro. Right. Like, we the real communists in the paper sense. Right. Yeah. You know, we feed people. We have the safety net. We, the socialist country that's support, supported by capitalism, you know, if, if you want to go down to that, 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 that role. But so looking at from that perspective, and then you already own a business, you have an opportunity. Why the fuck wouldn't you try? Oh, man. Yeah. I love, I love guys. Like, I love immigrants. Um, I'm not one myself. I'm sixth generation American. Um, but I, I love that because you have that perspective that's so unique. Like you, Gary V, we have other clients, you know, that are that are uh, you know, immigrants. And it, it's just that it's that perspective that's so hard. Because like a guy like me, and I talked about this at career day at my high school this morning. Like I I was born in the privilege here in, in New Jersey, like born on third base. You know, I'm not self-made. I was given every opportunity for, you know, live in a bubble in a nice, you know wealthy area like went to a nice private high school like it's hard for someone in that environment like myself to have that that perspective um that's why i love traveling so much you know and trying to like tap into that a little bit but yeah that 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 mentality of like man like it's yeah it, it's 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 powerful and i think that's why like you see so many successful uh immigrant businesses here in the u.s because like you realize how how many opportunities we have and like you don't, you're not gonna waste them. You're not gonna waste that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, well, it was good chatting with you today, man. I, I, I say, like I say, we could talk for hours about all this stuff because I know you're passionate about it, and I know I'm passionate about just uh, getting people to not live paycheck to paycheck when they own a construction company, and and you, you don't realize it, but the 2023 kind of show who's real and who's not, who's mm -hmm. actually who's not. And 2024, I think it's going to even take a lot more people out. So, so that's, that's, that's the idea, right? Like, uh, you're a business owner. Why are you struggling? You should be making a quarter million minimum a year, minimum. Not and revenue, if, not revenue. Yeah, right? That's that pocket in your yeah. fucking pocket. And if you're not there. I mean, go, go get some help because like, that's really easy to get. Like I've been at the table where these guys are nabbing $10 million as a construction company and they ain't doing a lick of fucking shit, but looking at some couple dashboard. Mm. And, and my thing is I could be that motherfucker. You know, I, I'm sure they sacrifice some shit along the way. Been in the game for 20, 30 years, but Ask yourself that question. Why can that motherfucker do it and you can't? No reason. There's no reason because they are giving the information away for free. Uh, yeah. Are. Everybody is. I'm like, oh my God, this this nuts that nobody is taking even a tiny bit of action. And that that's what's that's what kills me, Joe. That's what kills me. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you, brother. And I I appreciate you doing your podcast because you don't have to do this, um, but you, you have that passion and uh, po podcasting is not easy. It takes time. It takes money and uh, it takes energy and you're doing it. Like that's, 
that's cool, man. Uh, education is the key to everything. All right, man. Hey, God bless you. Uh, I'm not going to say good luck because you have all the luck on your side. Right. Uh, so uh, go uh, go crush it, man. I, I, I know you're making an impact. And then uh, I don't know what I got to do. I probably got a bunch of stuff to do. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you got to do, Luan. But get biz, do biz, get paid. <laughs>